0: How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome in to another episode of Suncast. As always, it is your boy Reagan Harrell, joined alongside Josh. Blackmore, we got a great episode for y'all today. Pretty long one uh, to head into the weekend. Uh, we have an interview with Ford for the Saint Thomas Bobcats men's soccer team, Mark Sagai. Great interview, hilarious in- individual. Uh, before that, we will have Mandy and I on. We'll talk some Sun Conference volleyball. Uh, so we did a little bit of time traveling. We recorded we're recording right now uh, Thursday night, right before a little Thursday night football and. Uh, With with Manny, we recorded Wednesday before uh, the volleyball games. Some things we look smart in, some other things, ah, ah, ah. Happens. 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 (laughs) But, Josh have a great weekend, a, a pretty good weekend uh, for football as well, so, uh, a good win for a team and uh, you know, some, some other results as well. Uh, briefly, just want to go over that uh, before we get rocking and rolling into the weekend and I talk a little bit about soccer from this weekend. Certainly some uh, big, big re- story. Big result today. What was that yesterday? Was it scat? Z- you y- z- y- z- 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 y- we can start. We obviously we can start with soccer, and then and then yeah. we can go there. Sure, we can talk talk a little soccer. I mean, uh, no disrespect to football games. There's just not the the buzz. No pun intended. Uh, for what's happened, nature, um, great the, great, yeah. great But what happened um, this this past week? The biggest story, of course, is. Um, well, we, we got to start with Michaela Owen uh, winning National Defender of the Week for Saturday. Uh, we did our first uh, live event. Something we're going to continue to do more of. We've actually uh, we may be adding someone else to our staff um, also to help us out with some more games in Lakeland. But that's on, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, anyways, but they don't, this weekend really got kicked off uh, Saturday with the Southeastern Fire. Look, it seemed like every time I go there, and like I didn't make a prediction for this game, but we all remember the infamous one last year where there uh, was the big matchup, top—I uh, can't remember if it was top ten or top fifteen matchup last year with SCAD and uh, Southeastern, and I said, look, I just don't see how Southeastern can stop this SCAD team. They want not to win that game four nothing. I didn't say anything before for the game. I thought this would be a good game. Um, I thought it'd be difficult for Kaiser, uh, or excuse me, for Southeastern to win this one against. Um, at, at the time, uh, was the number five team uh, in the country. Uh, that ranking will likely be going down just a little bit, but man, Southeastern, not only uh, with Michaela, but that back line was stout. Uh, and then the uh, sophomore Madison Davidson uh, scoring a brace. I don't. We looked it up. Uh, shout out Sydney Stats for uh, looking it up. First time Kaiser had been shut out in a conference game since 2016. This is the first time that we can really find that they've lost back-to-back conference games, really back-to-back games in general, um, unless you want to go back to when they were called Northwood. Uh, just not something that, that happens at Kaiser. And where am I at panic-wise? If I were a Kaiser Seahawk, it's still low. It The reason is, Josh, is we talked about it at nausea at, 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 at this point with it's... You don't have much of a non-conference schedule, and if you're Kaiser, you get to go play on the road at the Southeastern Fire, and you have to go play SCAD. Didn't watch the SCAD game; was on the call for uh, Weber Women's Volleyball, um, which we talk we talk about that that uh, with Manny and Southeastern. Um, The time traveling is yes. To answer the question, yes. Southeastern is one of the top three teams in the conference, no doubt about it, after uh, what they did and potentially the last game of the Sabah Center uh, until the new year. Um,
1: I can attest to this. I was in attendance for that. That was pretty impressive.
0: They were pretty good. They They were
1: manipulating their hits. I don't really have the volleyball terminology (laughs) – But, you know, it was was good. good. The placement, it was good. It was good. The placement of, you know, where they were hitting the ball and everything, it was just, it seemed like it was so methodical and so, like, trained. And, like, it just seemed like it was just night and day in terms of the squads, really. Yeah.
0: But back back to soccer. uh, The big question for Kaiser coming into this year, Josh, was going to be what could they do or who, who would step up for Kiki, who, in my opinion, I thought she was the best midfielder in the country last year. And it showed. It showed yesterday, they, uh, or me, Saturday, and again yesterday from what, what I heard uh, it, from that game. There's just not that control in the midfield for, for Kaiser. And when you're going up against elite teams like Southeastern and SCAD, it's a little scary. And here's where I'm at also with these two results. The Southeastern one, great win for Southeastern. Not too much panic for Kaiser. However, I thought, they, that Kaiser would get back right, go and get a point. I thought we would, we would see a draw there. Uh, maybe even they, they go and win the game because you, like this doesn't happen. They don't lose back-to-back conference games. It doesn't happen. And for them to do that, it just kind of solidifies what I've been kind of sitting on. I do think Sky's want to win the Sun Conference now. I truly do think – I said this last year. I think they're going to win it, and I think Southeastern is could very well prove me wrong. If you would have told me two weeks ago that I'd have Kaiser third in my women's soccer power rankings, I would laugh at you. I thought they were going to run away with this conference again this year. Why not? I mean, when you look at what they've done, I mean, you can't – it's like almost like going into this year, you had to say the Braves were the favorite to win the NLEs. You had to say Georgia's a favorite to win the SEC because they've dominated it. And not even in the same comparison, those two teams aren't even in the same realm – of what Kaiser women's soccer has been as far as dominating the Sun Conference. However, this is all liable to change. We've got a lot of season left. Those two teams still have to go and play in West Palm Beach. They still got to go play Kaiser.
1: That's right, because they edited the schedule for me. to play each other home, a, home and home, right?
0: Correct, correct. But that brings me back exactly to my point earlier panic meter for Kaiser, low, height meter for Southeastern and SCAD. Through the freaking roof. Um, and it's not just... And it, I'm not ignoring the fact that, that Southeastern won and being like, oh, they did the same thing as SCAD. I'm giving it to It's more of SCAD 7-0. and They haven't lost. And frankly, they haven't really struggled in many of their contests outside of what? Warner went on the road uh, against Warner. It was a great team this year. Won that game 1-0. Um and they everybody's back. I mean, everybody's back from last year. They're they're returning a lot. A bit. Um, they have a n- new goalie who had a 12 save uh, p- performance for them, which which was interesting. We weren't really I we wasn't really sure why um, that there was a cha- change in goal. But I mean, Caitlin uh B- 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 My apologies, but Caitlin had had 12 saves against Kaiser, and I mean that shows. Okay, Kaiser was still getting opportunities. They were getting chances. But when you have a goalkeeper making 12 saves, I mean. Come on, uh, that was obviously the big story uh, for for soccer out, out uh, uh, from this this past week. I mean, Kaiser losing try it doesn't happen. I think they're fine. Um, we could see them drop out of the top ten. I think that's a very real possibility, um, and I think that's scary probably for the rest of the conference. Um, everywhere else, um, Warner or uh, excuse me, Weber uh, in a. Pretty controversial game yesterday, beat Ave Maria 1-0. That game stopped short due to lightning about 30 seconds after the the it was an official game. So, 70-minute mark, it's an official game. Lightning, game got canned. Don't think everybody in navy and green was happy, but everybody in gray and green certainly was. Ruben Marquez converted a penalty spot on a handball. Weber, 1-0 winners. Uh, Mark Osagai, who we'll talk to uh, very soon, he led the way this past weekend, uh, is now the number three ranked team in the country. St. Thomas took care of business against Warner 5-0. I told you about the Florida Memorial Lions. I told you at the beginning of the year, this is going to be a good team. You're talking about a, a program that wasn't really sure for a lot, but... You bring in a new coach, a new philosophy, and you're getting res- these good results early on. There's something to be said about what's going on at Florida Memorial. They take care of business uh, behind Brad Tully's two goals against Ave Maria. Uh, SCAD, they, got, uh, th- they had their other win of the weekend. Both SCAD, men's and women's, took care of business against uh, Weber, 3-0 and 2-0. Uh, Kaiser Men's Soccer today, just a few hours ago. Jack Casey led the way a couple of uh, assists for, for uh, the Seahawks and a wait, four nil yeah four nil victory over the scad bees so the Kaiser men's team got a little bit of revenge um, against the bees uh, G- Gabby uh, Villafine he had a goal and assist well in that contest Um... Yesterday, uh, we, we also had St. Thomas take on Southeastern. Uh, Yoquan uh, Dunbar, he scored a goal, and then uh, another uh, goal was tapped in at the buzzer. Kind of one of those everybody was up and uh, long ball sent forward. Just kind of found his way in the back of the net right at the buzzer. Uh, St. Thomas uh, took down a very good Southeastern team. Uh, wait till you hear what Mark has to say about that Southeastern uh, fire team. Some interesting points. Uh, SCAD's men's soccer team also this weekend took care of business against Weber, Ryan Holmes, a goal and assist Ryan Holmes, very high on him very high on him, high on him. Uh, I think the success of SCAD kind of, I won't say it revolves around him but uh, they're going to need him to have many big performances uh, for them, them to win, we mentioned Madeline Davidson her two goals against uh, Kaiser uh, of course Michaela Owen had f- five saves, def- NAI defensive player of the week big moment and I mean, talk about a turning point uh, early in the season. Not five minutes into that game, Michaela made one of the better point-blank saves that I've seen uh, recently. Her other four saves, um, another another pretty good one. The other three were fairly uh, routine, but she commanded the back line. Well, the back line uh, did phenomenal. I can't remember who it was off the top of my head now. Um, but, oh my gosh, it's... This is on me for not being able to put numbers uh, to no, to names because I, I remember it. But it, it, anyways, uh, South the Southeast back line did well. I remember uh, center back captain uh, did a very good job. of uh, I mean, just picked the ball right out of the pocket, point blank in front of the goal. And, I mean, maybe Michaela makes an incredible save again. But both of those, I mean, incredible defensive plays, that game could have been flipped on its head in the first 20 minutes. Could have been 2-0. Kaiser, and you give Kaiser a 2-0 two, uh, two advantage, you can pretty much wrap it up, put a bow on it. Um, also, another great performance in goal, Emma uh, Schweitzer, 10-save, uh, clean sheet against Florida Memorial, and their 1-0 win on the weekend. Uh, and, yeah, believe, believe that is... Yep, we, had, we had a couple more. Um, uh, St. Thomas, uh, I'm going to get on my soapbox later about this. I'm not going to get mad again. I got mad about it earlier. Just wait about, I don't know, 20, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes or so later here, I'm going to get mad about um, because I'm tired of seeing an RV next to the women's soccer team in uh, Miami Gardens named the Bobcats. Uh, The volleyball team, the fact there's not a, there's not a number next to that team. I mean, I don't know what the heck else they need to do, whatever. Uh, Southeastern got a result also three uh, nil win over Ave Maria uh, who has struggled this year. We mentioned uh, Scad one 0 win over Warner at home. SCAD's seven zero and they are they're rolling. They are a rolling. Uh, but yeah, th- that's what I got from from this past week. Josh, what happened this past week in football?
1: So to get things started, you know, Florida Memorial another another high scoring affair. The defense. Hasn't been able to stop the bleeding much at all this year. Another big offensive performance from their opponent, putting up 58. Flo-Mo still putting up 20 points. We all, we, everybody knows that offense can score. You know, the root of their problems is is going to be that defense is where they may find some trouble in the conference games. Um, so you know, Flo has some things to work on going into um, their last week of non-conference. Pinpoint that defense. Got to make stops. Got to get off the field because. if you're gonna, you can't play in shootouts all year and expect, and expect to win a bunch of games. Um, but Grambling State, 58, Florida Memorial, 22. Um, Florida Memorial looks to bounce back this weekend at home. Um, but on the other hand, Ave Maria with a very impressive road victory, winning by two scores against Texas Lutheran on the road. Um, very impressive. I, I believe the Ave Maria gyrene football players took all three player of the weeks this week. I believe, and um, finally, Valdosta State handles Kaiser very yeah. easily. You
0: know, we, we talked about it last week about, hey, this could be it. I think something we didn't take into consideration is Kaiser did go up there and almost beat them, and I think Valdosta State definitely remembered that.
1: Oh, 1,000%. I mean, we kind of have to eat our words a little bit, but, you know, like oh, you said. Oh, my goodness, what a move. Kaiser is going to have to – you know, except except what they signed up for. I mean, they signed up for a very, very tough non-conference schedule to prep for a very rigorous conference conference slate. So, you know, the Seahawks
0: should not have their heads too low. Um, but, you know, moving on to this week. Hold on real quick, dude. I, I got to admit, I do have on the St. Thomas Southeastern game. They're about midway through. Look at this move. I believe that's Sierra – uh, the right belly is so Somewhere around where woo, we're, woo, woo. <laughs> yeah, we're around the like, 65 60, 70 minute mark. Um, that one's nil nil. Um, well, I, I don't know if we'll, we'll be we'll be watching it all the way through or not, but that game's nil nil. Uh, we're gonna keep you all updated. That's obviously a, a big matchup if uh, St. Thomas is able to get a result at uh, number 15 southeastern. I think there's no doubt uh, they'll have a number next to. Uh, they're naming the new without rankings.
1: Without a doubt, without a
0: doubt. Uh, we say that. We say I've been I've been I've been saying it for a minute. I've been saying it for for a dead gum minute. But whatever. I'm not mad. <laughs> I, I don't I don't I don't get mad. No, I don't get mad about about bad rankings for Sun conference. never, never. that's never been me. Never happened. before.
1: <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Warner with their first big test of the year going on the road to a familiar opponent that they played back in 2018 suffered a major loss. Um, Warner hasn't started 2 0 since 2015, so they're looking to start 3 and 0 for the first time in their most like in the in the last 10 years or so with their football program. Um, actually a little side note, I do um, work with uh, Warner's strength and conditioning coach at the local gym that I work at and he was oh, really? yeah, and he was, you know, giving me a little insight on what things are like, you know, over there. So it should be interesting to see how Warner, you know, progresses through this year. But yeah, definitely a big road test for them heading north to Grayson, Kentucky, to take on Kentucky Christian. Um, uh, moving on, St.
0: Thomas Apolog- another road game. Well, Listeners, apologies if you just had to click there; it's had to do a little something to the mic.
1: Yeah, so uh, St. Thomas headed on the road to Fort Worth, takes on Texas Wesleyan. Um, getting St. Thomas looking to you know get a little prep for the Warriors next week to start off the conference slate on the road. So just. Look out for
0: Rontavius Farmer. They've got to have 10,000 miles traveled by the end of this year.
1: Oh, in the last in the last two years, they're definitely in first place in terms of miles traveled.
0: I mean, I what, mean they went to Montana. I mean, were, that's got to be 2,000. That's got 2,000 for 4,000 there and back. Um, then Texas, that's so, another 2,000. So I guess then it's like 6,000. Oh, yeah. Jesus. And Stetson's well, not a bad I match. Mean, the Sun you know. Conference.
1: As a direct reflection of the Sunshine State for the most part. So, at least they get the state. I wonder if farther. they travel
0: to Thomas. If they do. They don't. They f- don't. I remember they don't. Okay. They got Thomas. Okay. Like, that would suck.
1: But St. Thomas looking to bounce back after a, a tough road loss last two weeks ago in Montana. Um, and like I said, Flowmo taking on John Melvin at home this week looking to throw up a bunch of points and maybe get off the field a few times and, and take one home.
0: Not a bad result for them against Grambling State. Not
1: not really, but it's just like their root of their problem is, is glaring. Every week it's glared. Yeah. And you know, of course against a team like Grambling State that they're definitely way overmatched. Even then, you know, the, def- the the you gotta get off the field. I mean, you see it in all, all across football, you gotta get off the field. So, you know, hopefully this this week they can get off the field and get a little momentum heading into their first conference game against Ave. Um, And then Thomas, with a probably their biggest game, non-conference game, on their schedule, heading to a powerhouse, Bethel, on the road, 2 o'clock, hot, hot, hot game. But something I wanted to touch on with Bethel, a senior quarterback last year, 3,400 yards, 29 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, and 230 yards per game, gunslinger, to say the least, for for Bethel, so Thomas has their hands full this week on the road. So we'll be anxious to see how Thomas handles that test um, mm. to prep their first conference game against Kaiser, which is also on the road. So definitely something that they need to prepare for. Um, another, which which by we talked about a couple weeks ago, Thomas, or I guess it would be a month ago now. Uh, Thomas and Bethel was starred as one of our top ten non-conference games of the year. So that is one I think it's the last
0: one of the top Uh, ten.
1: The next game on the slate for this weekend is also in there. It might have been an honorable mention, but St. Thomas traveling to Montgomery, Alabama to take on the Faulkner Eagles. Um, Oh, that's a big one. Something I want to talk about with Faulkner, they have an incredible, incredible defensive back. Mm -hmm. Jaleed Clemens, sophomore, five interceptions, 13 PBUs and twenty seven tackles last year. You being on the outside. And you said St. Thomas, you mean Southeastern? Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah Southeastern. Yeah, okay. My apologies. My good, apologies. Good, 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 good. Um so Southeastern also looking to, you know, prime themselves for the first week of conference games against Warner, who is looking slightly slightly impressive this far with with their two games. We'll see how this week goes. Warner's definitely off to a greater start than most people probably predicted. Um, but to kind of finish things off Ave hosts Fort Lauderdale looking to win two in a row heading into their game against Florida Memorial. Fort Lauderdale seems to be like one of the little bit of cupcake games for these teams, so hopefully Ave can, you know, get everything going and they, you know, score some points, get some stops, and have a very comfortable win at home right before next week when we have four really, really good games coming up.
0: i tell you, really, really, this is a really, really good game right here. I mean, I... The, this St. Thomas Southeastern game, I might go back and watch. I mean, this has been a great, it's, it's 0-0, give you a soccer guy, but there has been some great soccer be, being played right now. So, Sierra that is right back for um, St. Thomas. I think she's young. I think she's like a, maybe a freshman or sophomore one, she's been making some good moves up the, uh, near side of the pitch for the Bobcats. Um, kind of having this second aspect, or from what I've watched the last 10 minutes so, this game has been played mostly in Southeastern's, um, third of the field like a little broadcast
1: on the podcast uh, nothing like it
0: nothing like it <laughs> mix it up but um i mean anxious
1: yeah. anxious to see these teams you get you sure. know get primed and ready this week to to tackle this rigorous schedule that all of the sun conference teams have to have to go up with um you know weber another bye week it's two weeks to get healthy two weeks to you know get their offense situated the defense situated um Getting ready to go against a very, very talented St. Thomas team. Um, And like I said, Kaiser as well, prepping for Thomas in their first conference game. And then, like I said, Warner and Southeastern, Florida Memorial and Ave are the four conference games for next week. But, you know, so far we got some impressive victories, impressive games. We have some, you know, games we're looking at we're like yeah, we didn't really see that one coming mm-hmm. so kind of a little bit of everything as we expect in all of sports so anxious to see how how these play out this weekend we'll definitely well, be watching.
0: Speaking of things uh, weren't expecting I mean uh, the Warner Women's Soccer Team I think they've uh, emerged um, now Obviously, St. Thomas has emerged as that fourth team to take on uh, com- the 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 quote unquote Big Three of the Sun Conference uh, women's soccer slate. Then uh, they're gonna have a chance to do that uh, again. Southeastern, they're four one and one o- on the year. They've given uh, uh, SCAD uh, their their best game and a one nil uh, game there. Um, but only uh, Helga Dorth, uh Dachtree? Helga Dachtree. I think so. Six anyway, six goals and six. Uh, games. Uh, for her, uh, Moa uh, Beholstrim. Whoo! Some of these, some of these soccer names, I uh, I struggle oh, with. Sports yeah, sports they're, they're they're tough for a Redneck from South Georgia to to, <laughs> to <laughs> L-A- <laughs> it But um, no, I mean they're they're Red, off to uh, Redneck is crazy. Redneck is kind of crazy. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, Southern boy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Redneck is crazy. But um, <laughs> yeah, crazy. no, uh, Warner is uh, well, I think it was Warner. Uh, Southeastern women's soccer game. That's going to be the game to watch uh, for women's soccer. Um, I keep getting distracted. This is such a good game. I need to put this down, but I can't. This is such a good game. Anyways, um, that's that's going to be a big game. Uh, Lake Wells battle. I got a, I got a what? question for you. What
1: Not a question, but I, I want I want to hear your men's soccer conference champ, your women's soccer conference champ, and said, your volleyball conference champ. I want to hear all three and I'll give you my football conference champ prediction. All right,
0: well we uh we talked a little bit about that with with Manny with volleyball. Um I mean it it's St. Thomas. I mean it, it's Yeah, I mean um Let's okay, let's hear, this. Let's hear yeah. some soccer and I'll give you some I practice. said Scad. I said Scad uh, for for women's um Southeastern's definitely or Kaisers Probably gonna make me eat my words on that, but I'm gonna stick with Scat. I'm gonna stick with Scat. <laughs> uh, men's, ah, uh, St. Thomas. No, uh, St. Thomas. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's still St. Thomas. Um, I think Kaiser is going to get a lot better. I think Kaiser's men's and women's teams gonna get a lot better. I, I, the team we're seeing right now from both of those sides is not going to be the teams that we see come mid-October, late October, into November. Um, but I still think with, with what SCAD has back – now, they have to stay healthy. SCAD's got to stay healthy. We saw last year Sinichurra went, went down. Uh, they lost just a little bit of, uh, of that power in the attacking third. But I, I like that. I like um, her, Abigail all and Ines Summer. I like that over a lot. I like – uh, and then you have Mia coming off the bench. You have Ber- uh, Berglund in the midfield. I, I think that's the big difference. Um, honestly, right now, um, I think last year, and I don't think I know, there was no doubt the best midfielder in the conference was Kiki. Uh, and I think, and like I said, I thought in the entire country was her. I think, uh, I think now the best midfielder is Berglund, uh, about his daughter from uh, SCAB. Um that's what I got. Uh, who do you have winning it, winning it all for football? See, what's – The uh, Weber Warriors, you're right, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a little, little tricky for me because you normally pinpoint teams that have have a good quarterback, and that's one thing. When this I'll all, say I'll just, this.
0: I'll say this. I think – now, obviously, I'm not – I have an opinion. I do think uh, – obviously, I have to say Weber. I do think if I just look completely black-and-white objective – I think of these four sports: volleyball, men's women's soccer, and football. I think football is the second toughest to choose. I think women's soccer. I think women's soccer. You can pick three teams. You can ride ride with them, and I think there's no worries. And the way Saint Thomas is playing right now, I say why not? But what do you have for football?
1: So a couple of like points that I wanted to make before I make my pick is if you look down the conference, you have a bunch of you have eight quarterbacks who have all shown that they turn the ball over besides the guy from Warner besides Holiday from Warner they all turn the ball over and they all have a hard time completing passes at a consistent rate which which is normally not normally you're able to pinpoint a guy who who's leading a team at the quarterback position that the, that team's normally going to be you know at the top of the rings but we don't really have that indicator this year with in terms of quarterback so you got to look elsewhere whether that's defense rushing special teams or anything like that but i mean I'm going to have to go with St. Thomas purely because they have probably the most talented tailback in the entire country, Farm. He's a Dude, he, he puts up 100 yards every game, couple touchdowns. You know, like it's just that guy, I have a hard time saying that anyone, anyone in this conference can stop him, you know. And, I mean, their, their quarterback, their quarterback, um, uh, Keely Watson, I mean, he's 51% completion percentage, which is a little tough. Three touchdowns, two picks, so he's he's kind of just.
0: Well, I'll do our boy TT last year. It wasn't like he had to go out there and have a seventy percent completion no, he just percentage and three complete the, complete
1: the ones he needed to complete. Don't make mistakes. Try and don't turn the ball over and kind of just command the offense. You know, get the right plays mm-hmm. in. So, but I my pick is St. Thomas, and you know, I, as a homer for Weber, hope they make me eat. my words is coming Saturday in a week from Saturday, but I like the Bobcats so so far this season
0: let go Dubs. We are running long. Um, I'm going to just briefly run through the rest of these games. Uh, Ave Maria takes on Scad. Um, Ave Maria's got great defense, great goalie. Going to need them to play the, on their heads uh, to go to uh, uh, Savannah to beat the Bees. Weber goes down to Kaiser. Uh, I think, holy, get right game for Kaiser. With all due respect to my, my uh, w- Weber uh, women's soccer players, I think this is where Kaiser turns a corner, um, and I, I think uh, I don't. I think this is where if you have Weber go down there and even keep this within a goal, or maybe even even to in the game, who knows? But if Weber goes down there and puts up a fight with Kaiser, I think then you start being like, "Okay, Kaiser, wh- what are we doing?" What's I don't. I, yeah, I don't think it happens, but. That's going down in West Palm Beach. Uh, Florida Memorial, St. Thomas, always a good r- rivalry there. Um, we'll see. Uh, the way St. Thomas has been playing, Florida Memorial struggled to get some results. Um going to be tough uh, for the Lions to have that 15-minute minute trip and go, go get a win there. Uh, same All the same games in men's soccer. SCAD versus Ave Maria. Ave Maria needs a win. They've got to have a win. Have not made uh, a winning graphic for for them yet uh, they're gonna be fired up obviously after they feel like they got robbed uh, against Weber, which I mean granted if uh, you got 20 minutes of the game taken out I'd be I wouldn't exactly be uh, too happy happy about, about that either. Um, that's gonna be a big game. We need Ryan set up in a big way uh, uh, for the bees. They travel down near Naples. Uh, men's soccer Kaiser against Weber International, uh, another big test uh, in year one for Coach Philip Baum. Uh, Baum, um, as Coach Odom uh, travels up with his squad, uh, they had a great performance today. Uh, I think they'll trans- translate that. I uh, think it'll be a uh, tight contest. Um, I think Weber is. I think Weber is a team. Th- this could be a big rebuilding year. For them, I, I love what Coach Bond's doing there. I love what what Philip Bond is doing with the team. Don't know if we'll see the results this year. Um, and I think Kaiser Kaiser needs one of those games. It's, and they had it today against Scad. And they can, if they can get another result, it's like all right. St. Thomas, you you got you, you're you're ranked third. You're looking good, but just pump the brakes. We're we're still like that. Uh, Warner takes on Southeastern and Lakeland. Um, uh, again, I'm gonna wait for y'all. Wait for y'all. To, uh, this Mark and I talk a little bit about that southeastern team later on in the episode. Uh, and I don't. I, I think that they'll be able to take care of business against Warner. Uh, and then the big game um, for men's soccer this weekend is St. Thomas against Florida Memorial. We talked about. Um, uh, we've already talked about uh, Florida Memorial. Uh, obviously, we're gonna talk about St. Thomas. We'll talk about that game also later um, uh, in the interview. So no need to re- really go into much detail there, Josh. First off, congratulations to the Florida Gators. For congratulations. Give big number. Congratulations. It hey, hey. I, You heard me. You heard me. I said it. I have the chosen one. I said it. I I, I I, put Tennessee on upset alert starting Tuesday. I put them on upset alert after I left the stadium Saturday. I'm sure – never mind. Never mind. But uh, I was about to say something that we got gonna Never mind. But I, I, I do believe you. I, I, do, I do believe you. But, all right. Um – It's a great, great great win from y'all. So shout out Sunbelt Billy. Sunbelt Billy got got, got his big win. And you know what? I'm glad he did because now this buys him a couple more years. I still don't. A win is a win. Uh, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. stop, Because we'll talk
1: about this off air because we'll be here all night.
0: Yeah, we we will. We will. But hey, it's a great win. It's a great win for y'all. Georgia struggle win, but a win is a win. whoa, 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 whoa! All right, you good? Good. All right. When well, we now kick it over, talk a little Sun Conference volleyball with me and Mr. Manny Burrows. And now it is Mr. Manny Burrows, Manny. How are we doing? Doing
2: great, Ray. I'm doing great. Excited for that first week of volleyball. And I'm assuming we're having a better one this time around.
0: Yeah. Hey, okay, we can go ahead. You can rub it in a little bit. Three-o sweet for the Bobcats. For <laughs> whoever. Oh, you got you got us. You got us.
2: I wasn't even talking about that. I mean, if you want, I wasn't even, I didn't even want to, I wasn't even talking about that. I mean, it
0: was there. <laughs> Low hanging fruit.
2: It really was. I was like, I can't do it. If he brings it up, we'll talk about it. Or when we get yeah. to it, we'll talk about it. But I was not going to be the one to bring it up. No, like,
0: it was a dominant performance. I was at the uh, Southeastern uh, Kaiser game, which we uh, already talked about a little bit. And I was checking my phone and I was like, let's see how it's going. I was like, Two sets, nothing, and they're about five points away from uh make, making it a sweep. I was like, ah, St. Thomas is still St. Thomas volleyball. We'll say just from watching Weber volleyball, and uh we are recording this around 4:45 on a Wednesday. So it's uh exciting. Uh there it's an ex- exciting night. Obviously, we're gonna get to talk about uh the the matchups um a little bit more from this weekend, um, because it, the games will already be over, obviously, by the time uh, this comes out, but uh we'll mention them a, a little bit i'm really excited for tonight's matchup against weber versus southeastern um i think weber uh from what they showed against flomo was uh great and i think i could be is that kind of where you, where you want to start from last weekend's matchups uh, with yeah. uh weber and, and st thomas
2: we could start there yeah, yeah, yeah um obviously st thomas was the favorite going into the matchup sure. um I did not have the, the sweep. I'd be honest with you. I, I figured we would win, but I didn't think it was going to be a sweep, but I just think it came down to St. Thomas been on a bit of a roll. And and I said on the broadcast, it's it's all kind of working together right now. And it wasn't, I guess you could say Weber had more of a bad day. I don't think that that was real, even close to how they could even compete tonight. I think it was yeah. just more that they had a bad day. St. Thomas has been on a roll. They, everything has come together. I mean, for, for perspective, that was the second lowest hitting percentage that St. Thomas has held an opponent to in the season up to that point at .049. So I think it was just a bad day at the office. It just all kind of came bad for Weber and then St. Thomas, like I keep saying, they were just on one. Their second highest hitting percentage of in a match at .337. It just was rolling. And I think the one thing that I want to note that really showed, and it showed again uh, in the matchup against Florida College for St. Thomas, the depth. We saw a lot of the others for the Bobcats towards the back end, towards that last sec, that second set, that third set, we realize how deep this team is. You know, the big names, you know, Amanda Allende, you know, uh Alexander McCaskill, you know, all those names, Alexander Bruno, who's making a name for herself, but there's others like Isabella Nabutas, uh, Hope Gaskin. There are some players there that aren't going to get a lot of shine, but when they come in, the biggest thing, they're efficient. They're able to get points they're able to get some great consistent points but they're going efficient four for four five for six and those are the ones where you're like okay we know what the others are going to give us the the big names if you want to call them that but you're not accounting for four points here or five points here from people who come in off the bench come in to substitute those create sparks and in certain matchups and I think this is one of those situations when everybody's hitting like St. Thomas was they're going to be a hard out for anybody come postseason time and even through this regular season.
0: Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head right there at the end with St. Thomas there, the class of the conference. And when they play like they did against Weber, they're incredibly hard to beat. And it's also the coaching and defense for them. And what what I talked about on the Weber uh, flow-mo broadcast, uh, last time Weber was on the court uh, a week ago today, it was then, I believe, four – yeah, it was wins in five of the last six and then the uh, last four – of those games, every single hitting percentage uh, for as an overall team for Weber was north of that 22, 23% mark. And that was obviously not the case uh, against uh, uh, St. Thomas. I think it was a combination of Weber playing their worst that they've played since the beginning of the year. And um, when they started one and three, obviously, since then, a much better team, one, five, and six. And they just rolled uh, up against a team that you have to play your A game if you're going to have a chance if you're a team in the Sun Conference.
2: Like, that's really what it is. And, you know, shout out to Bailey Sigma. She did lead the team for Weber in kills. But when your leader in kills is only at six kills with 7.5 yeah. points, it's going to be hard to beat this Bobcat team when players like Allende, who was actually honored before that game uh, for reaching the 1,000 kill mark recently against Mid-American. She's putting up points. Alexander Bruno had a quiet seven kills. And then Bianca Gracie was also honored. She set the record for all-time digs in a career at 1,200. She has a nice 17-game dig game so it was just one of those tough break for Weber but the Bobcats they keep doing what they've been doing the past few few games
0: yes they have uh let's move on and talk about who Weber is playing tonight Southeastern Fires past weekend they traveled up to Brunswick or no, I'm, excuse, I'm sorry that was the past week but they played uh Coastal Georgia and uh Saturday did they play Saturday again Manny I, yeah, I was about to say, yeah, they had Saturday. They had that first buy-off. I was about to say, I don't have it in my notes. I was like, okay, they're not I didn't play anybody. That's right. But they played uh, Coastal Georgia at uh, the beginning of that one. A little bit of a tough start. We we talked about Coastal um, a, couple, a couple episodes ago, Manny, as that team that could make big strides forward this year. That's what we're looking for. They did that against Southeastern. However, Southeastern still answered the bell.
2: The biggest takeaway happens, and it's – Pretty often, Coastal Georgia statistically outplayed Southeastern.
0: No doubt. Literally in
2: every category, they had more kills, they had more digs, they had more everything. What came down to it was the errors. And yes. After the game, even Coach Valvery mentioned that that was the difference maker. Like there was just too many errors. They were, I have it here in my notes, they had about 15 errors or something like that, that really just it became the deciding factor. Even after they take that first set, even though they kind of shot themselves in the foot with those errors, the rest of the sets were still very close. So Coastal, honestly, it surprised me. I think that was the biggest takeaway from the first week that Coastal was able to hang with Southeastern for the most part. Yes, you see four sets and you're like, okay, well, Southeastern did what they were supposed to do, but it wasn't easy by any stretch of the imagination. And if a couple errors don't uh, don't go Southeastern's way, we could be talking about they're going five sets, fifteen points. We've seen crazier things happen, and I was talking about Coastal Georgia having upset Southeastern, and that yeah, was this, the where that I had.
0: This wasn't one of those. Okay, it, now is Southeastern the better team. Sure, I think uh, we could say if you if they play seven times, Southeastern w- wins four or five of those. It, but what we can say is this wasn't a three-one. Oh my gosh. Southeastern just lost that first set and a close 27-25 and then took care of business the rest of the way. Now they did, they got they got the gentleman's suite, they took the last three. All three of those were tight. I got to watch the fourth set of that one cuz uh it was right after the Florida Memorial and um uh South Weber game and went to the Athletics office and we're like, "Well, the Weber what Missar games on halftime. Let's throw this on." And I was impressed by Coastal Georgia. Um you know, I, I think something that you mentioned with St. Thomas is the depth uh, again, you see that as maybe another issue for uh, Coastal Georgia?
2: Yeah, because – and it, I guess we'll talk about it a little bit more in coastal second matchup of the week. Because yep. this – today, or in this game against Southeastern, across the board it was impressive. Paulo Perez, Russell, 15 kills, three blocks, five digs, 18 points. And this was actually her first game. She had missed the previous three. So she came in, and I know she wanted to prove something. Raven Russell had 18 kills. It was a game high with 21 points. Rebecca Brown and Sarah Hanson, 23 assists and 22 assists, respectively. And then Jenna Rogers with 17 digs of the libero. This was a day where I think Weber was hoping for against the Bobcats, where for Coastal, everybody was playing a game. They came yeah. in, they understood who was coming into Brunswick. They wanted to send the message. And I think it was, well, it was received that Southeastern, they I'm not saying that, that Southeastern thought it was going to be an easy game by any stretch of the imagination. But like we mentioned, they were going to be the favorites in that matchup. So that first match set probably got him a little bit. He said, "Okay, Coastal's gonna." He, they came ready to play. We gotta answer the bell. They did that to their credit. You know, shout out to Grace Betty, the the reigning offensive player of the week. Had a nice I little double double.
0: I thought she had a real chance of getting uh, national honors for what she did. What sixteen kills, three aces, and then sixteen digs. You're getting that kind of production. I mean, that's. Nothing to sneeze at, and not to mention uh, the d- defensive matchups that uh, they have as well. Um, and th- th- This could be an area for Coastal Georgia, um, the-, the middle, not exactly where they're going to ha- have the- their uh, biggest strong set. But also, look, Southeastern's got uh, w- one of the best blockers uh, in the middle as well with Chapel Cunningham, where she uh, scored a touchdown in blocks for the fire. No, yeah,
2: it's just this game, again, my biggest ticket was for sure Coastal Georgia, but you also saw that Southeastern, they Bay- – they're coming. They're coming. They're, they're going to have some of these games circled against these, these top teams in the conference. And when those matchups start happening, we're going to be eyes peeled to see what the outcome is for, for sure.
0: We can go on to uh, Coastal Georgia's second matchup uh, from Saturday, or the second matchup of the week, which was on Saturday. And that kind of brought me to my, that point I was talking about earlier, the depth uh, for Coastal Georgia. Look, They went up against a really good Ave Maria, Maria squad. And First set close, 26-24. Second set, close, 25-22, and then 25-14. Um, yeah, you know, I think Ave leaned on their, their talent some sh- certainly, but uh 14 that 25-14 is kind of showing maybe they maybe coastal is just a year or maybe two away, get a little more depth and then watch out for the Mariners.
2: No, yeah, I think that's the best way to put it. You know, in this game, the only real standout player that I kind of saw was Rebecca Brown, Sarah Henson again, the Setters 13 and 12. But then Cindy Martin led the team with 10 kills. And that's not really going to get it done against the offense powerhouses that we see in this conference when they're hitting their, even their B game. It doesn't have to be the air game. If if some of these teams are just having a good day, a decent day at the office, you got to put up close to 20 points on average just to have a chance. And we saw that Coastal might struggle at times. Maybe they're going to be inconsistent at times. If they can kind of steady that out, we could be, like you said, I think they are a year away. If they steady it out, maybe come conference play, they can be a little bit of a dark horse. But until then, we're going to be kind of wondering which Coastal offense we're going to be getting day in, day out.
0: They're going to get a couple teams are they're, 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 I'll say this. They had two wins in conference play last year. I, I, I still stick with, I think they get three uh, I still, or at least three. I think, I think they eclipse that number. But um, again, you know, Ave Maria team had a little bit of a tough non-conference, exactly what you want to see, see from them um, in, in conference play. Um, obviously what they did a week ago against Warner. I mean, holy just <laughs> just take care of business there. Uh, 25 11 25 9 and then 25 23 rotate some players in still no no problem uh for the Reigns. ave maria they might they, they might just come out here and be like y'all y'all wrote us off okay now watch now watch they they could be that number two team seriously there i don't have them um in that number two spot in my in my personal uh volleyball power rankings do you have where do you have them uh
2: I still have them that 14, that 14 behind St. Thomas, uh Kaiser and Southeastern. But I do agree that they are giving me that vibe of a young team that's saying, why not us, type of thing? Yeah. I think mean, that's where their mindset is. Like you said, that was an impressive win on the road to sweep Warner and that also ninth straight win against Warner. This these are the kind of things that I'm watching. I'm like this young team can continue to do these kind of things. Ryan yeah. Gets. Bettery reese Caroline Myers, these names start having consistent performances. I agree with you. Alvec could scare some teams, could even sneak up on a lot of teams and maybe win a couple more games, edge into those top three, and now we're like, oh, they're hosting the first round. Oh, We might need to watch out for these gyrenes.
0: It still wouldn't surprise me if they uh, take that no- number two spot. And, I mean, you mentioned a young team. They do have some veteran leadership. I mean, H- Hannah Jones, I mean, is very, very seasoned player, great uh Blair and one one of the best servers in, in the conference
2: I'm so glad you mentioned that because she had six service aces yeah. against Coastal, and it was one of those days where she was just enjoying a nice day at the, at the service line and if she could I will again six service aces is impressive and I don't we don't expect that to be a consistent thing but if she's yeah. even putting up close to those numbers which obviously was a season high That's a nice little extra three points, four points that you can count on. Build a little bit of a run. Now you're looking up, oh, my God, the John have gone four in a row, five in a row, six in a row. And before you know it, they're just moving and grooving.
0: Yeah, and Errol Nita going up against this team that has – I mean, every time we see the stat line and we go to the assist column for the Kaiser Seahawks volleyball team, it's just – I don't want to say I'm numb to it at this point, but seeing a 46 spot from Hannah Heidi again, it's just like, all right, just another day in the office for Miss Heidi.
2: No, it really is. And like you said, I think numb is the right word to put it. I mean, I think this was her sixth game this season where she had 40-plus assists. I mean, she
0: dropped, she dropped what, 58, 59, 60, something like that against a D2 Southeastern Oklahoma a couple of weeks ago. I mean, she just keeps doing this, and it's – I look they obviously have talent on uh, on the outside and the right side with hitting but i mean she puts it up on a platter almost every single time it's disgusting
2: it, it really is and it, and like you said even though the offense that you have to get the kill for to be credited with the assist if you don't it's, just, it's just like basketball if you're passing to a shooter and the pass is off it's going to be a miss it's not it's just not going to work so if you don't have a setter at her level, you don't have these type of numbers from Brooklyn Slater and others. So she is an important part of this team. She's continuing to dominate another third, third week in a row as the Sun Conference setter of the week. It's just gonna, I feel like it's gonna be something that we are always just gonna look back to and say, if she had a certain amount of assists, we're gonna assume that they won that game. And it's just a testament to her ability to control an offense of this magnitude and the outside hitters' abilities to finish off those plays. You know, I also want to shout out. Federica Silva, she had 11 kills against uh, Warner. That was her career high with tw- and also adding 12.5 points. And we still got those names, Erica Magan, 17 digs, holding down the defense. Some, again, these X factors, Abby Tisbler, Sydney Waddles. both of them had four, four blocks, also adding combined 17 kills. The depth has also been on display for the Seahawks. And we're, we're realizing that even though there's some big names in this conference, those names are are coming into substitutions, they are formidable opponents, too, if you don't give them the respect they deserve.
0: Yeah. Uh, Anything else before we look ahead at this weekend's matchup? Briefly mention what we have tonight on tonight's slate.
2: No, nah, I think we're ready to get it moving to week two.
0: All right, so moving on into week two. Tonight's slate, St. Thomas versus Florida Memorial. Flomo, uh, I think the, the big thing is can they look better than what they looked last weekend uh, or last Wednesday against Weber. Southeastern Weber. This could be massive for both teams. It could be if Southeastern rolls into Babson Parks, take care of business. I think we can confidently say, yeah, they are the number three team, still have that edge over um, Ave Maria. If Weber wins, it's like, okay, two and no spot, or two and one one, uh, spot, and your one loss is against a team where I swear if I don't see a number next to the St. Thomas Bobcats Manny, I'm going to lose my mind. I am actually them. It's really them. They, 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 them and y'all's women's soccer did both of them. Both of them. It is dr- almost. I'm almost about to go back to, to, to the old days about how mad I am. The women's soccer the women's soccer. So- okay, it, it, it is what it what it is. How much longer does this team have to teeter on the top 25? It makes no sense. It makes no sense. It's the same for your women's soccer team. It is what what, what it is. Whatever. Whatever. What I'm, not is I'm, not I'm not that mad. I'm not that mad. I'm not that mad. But go ahead. Go ahead
2: i so we started doing this uh coach's corner thursdays 2 p.m uh if y'all want to know studies on network how to get a l- little shameless plug in there uh yep. and i had coach whitney on. Yeah, well,
0: i want to what what's that about
2: uh it's just we every thursday at 2 p.m we bring in either coach player um last I speaking of volleyball we actually had coach winnie Batto on we've had her a couple times and we mentioned about the top 25 and how they are not in it and she said, like, this is a chip on her shoulder. Like, we feel like we should be in this top 25. And this was last week before the uh, um their conference play kind of started. And I know personally, you know, I've talked to some of the girls on the team. They, they want that. They want to see that number next to their name, at least 25, just to say, okay, we're okay. in it. They're going to stop moving up. At the rate they're going, they're going to start moving up. Um. So, no, it, I know it is something for sure that they, that they have a goal. They want to accomplish that. And it's something they even did last year. And someone could argue, and I'll be one of them, they looked really seem better than they did last year. And that's saying something, because those ladies were on a tear last year.
0: Absolutely. Uh, they they were obviously traveling. Um, Also, a more thought that would help. I I thought this was the week. I thought th- this next one's got to be it. Be it's it's, it's, it's
2: I it circled. I have a circle. I'm like, what time would these ratings come out? I'm looking at it right away.
0: I need to refresh the page. I need to see it. I need to see it. If they don't, if we don't, we're marching to Kansas City. we need you
2: together. We'll yeah, get tickets one round trip and we're going. <laughs>
0: uh, volley uh, also volleyball Lake Wells tonight, right across the lake from where I'll be on the call at for Weber Southeastern. We got Coastal Georgia Warner. Um, who's gonna step up? I mean, who's gonna step up? Be that team. Uh, look, both teams right now. The expectation is get to the Sun Conference tournament and this is the game you got to win. Cuz you know you got some tough opponents. You're going to have to play Albany, you're going to have to play Cards. you're going to have to play St. Thomas. It's going to be tough to get wins there. Uh for Warner I don't want to say it's a must win. Obviously, way too early to say that, but you have Coastal Georgia at home. You need to win that one. Coastal if they go and w- win this one, it's massive. Obviously, they'll still be playing again. Uh any th- thoughts on that game uh tonight? For
2: this Yeah, I think you agree with you that it's too early to say this, um, that it's a must win. I do think Coastal is going to take it out, take this win. I just think that it comes down to, I'm going to be kind of keeping an eye on that liberal action between, I believe it's Carla Rodriguez and Jen Rogers. I think those are two names to kind of keep an eye on because if we get a a Coastal team from the first matchup against Southeastern where the offense is really, really just on one, I don't know if Warner has the ability to keep up with, that offense tit for tat, point for point. And so I think that's where Coastal's gonna get the edge. Um, Warner did take the last game that these two teams played against, but I think it just comes down to, if Coastal comes in offensively, like they did against Southeastern, and Jenna Rogers, which I expect her to have a solid day when it comes to defending, Rebecca Brown and Sarah Hansen, do what they do setting up the offense. I think it's gonna be a coastal win. In five sets, though, I do think Warner gets a little bit of energy from the crowd and, and maybe steals two from them. But I think Coastal comes out on top in the end.
0: Yeah, and I, I I find it hard to disagree. Um pretty much same uh same thing what you said. Um, and then the big one, the big one tonight well, we've been waiting to see. You got the Ave Maria gyrenes rolling up against the best. Oh, I'm going to say it. I don't care. And I, got, I got receipts to back it up. Hannah Heidi and Brooklyn Slater, Manny, that is the best setter and best attacker duo in the NAI. Some may say I'm crazy. Others may say men lie, women lie, numbers never lie. Brooklyn Slater leads the NAI in kills. Hannah Heidi leads the nation in assists. Add it up. This is the best duo in the country, and I got a feeling they're going. They're they're going. I got a feeling tonight, and I may may look dumb saying this because everybody's going to be listening. And, Of course, that means Avi Maria is going to win this three to one. I think we find out Kaiser should be the second team with a number by their name uh, very soon. I think we find that out tonight. And I think we're going to continue finding it out through over the next couple of weeks.
2: I'm not even saying because I I think they could be at least receiving votes. Like that
0: that we can't even get one, and we can't I, even. Get I agree. One with, I agree. If you want to say, say
2: a number, that's the hot take version. If you want to say receiving votes, I'm with you right there. If it's just us two, we will die on that hill together. I agree that the Kaiser should be at least receiving votes because they have been putting up the numbers. Like you said, numbers don't
0: lie. Hey, I anyway. said I said I said a couple episodes ago if I could invest money and do one sun conference sport it's volleyball I'm going to try to do by insider trading I'm going to try to push it as <laughs> much as I can
2: no yeah, it, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough if if, if Ave goes into goes into West West Palm Beach and honestly even if they force five sets if I'm looking at this I guess going that win if I'm a gyrees fan because sure. it's hard to win in West Palm Beach right now if you're yeah. talking about volleyball action I will say the last three ma- three matches have been a five set thriller, so it's not out of the realm of possibility. However, the Seahawks are thirteen and five against Aubry Maria at home, and these this isn't necessarily the same exact team that that had those three matches that went five sets before. So I do think that experience is going to come into fit into place. It comes down to can they somehow slow down this offense of the Seahawks? If they can't, which I don't I don't think anybody really can slow it down. Just slowing it down is asking for a lot. I think Seahawks come in, they handle business, they win four sets. I do give out they won. I think they can maybe take that first one. But other than that, I just think the offense is going to be too much. Experience is going to mount up, and Hi- Hannah, Heidi, Brooklyn Slater are going to do what they do best.
0: I think there's a real possibility that three of the four matchups tonight go five. I don't see St. Thomas Flow mo going five. That would be pretty surprising. Um, I could easily see Weber Southeastern going five. Coastal Warner, sure, they can go five, and then – Ave Maria Kaiser, I mean, look, we, we just talked about Ave Maria. You want you want a chance to prove everybody wrong? Say, hey, we're still that top dog. You went, you came in, in, into the house and knocked us out at the Sun Conference tournament last year. Oh, I'm sure there's no chip on the gyring shoulder. Surely. Of course, not. Of course not. Of course. No, surely not. But let's look ahead into uh Saturday's action. Uh Kaiser goes up to coastal Georgia. Um Kaiser and Kaiser and three, maybe four for you, Manny. Yeah, Kaiser and
2: four. You know, like same thing. The offense is going to be very tough. It's hard to kind of
0: see which coastal team will get that day, but yeah, I got Kaiser and four. Uh, we got the Cross Lake rival, Warner Weber. Um, I think this is going to be huge for Weber, especially if they win tonight. Or let me excuse me, if they lose tonight, I think that game becomes a hey, we got to stop the skid gotta stop the skit i don't think weber loses tonight um could be very wrong about that um uh i do i do think saturday i think weber will take care of business across the lake any uh contest there
2: no i think weber in four is is a a pretty safe bet um they are from
0: you not not from not saying that game won't be a contest of course no
2: no no, no, of course of course uh i think that you know, just give you all your, your flowers, you know, Weber is on a five game win streak against the Royals when it comes to, to volleyball. So I I think the streak continues, man. I think the streak continues, you know, they all, all four have gone at least four, at least four sets. So I think that's why I'm going to stick with them with the trend here, but I do think Weber handles business and, and they maybe bound a little bit of a, of a run here.
0: Almost said something that would have got me in trouble. Um, <laughs> so we got that Weber war robbery. Anyways, moving on. Uh, we got Ave Maria uh, against Florida Memorial. I think that that game, Manny, is where we start to see Flomo kind of start really turning things up a little bit. Because this will be, what, this will be fifth game? Yeah, this will be the fifth game for him at this point. But however, I do think Ave Maria, however that game goes against Kaiser, win it momentum, lose it, same thing for them. It's like, all right, let's get right back on track. However, I think... if there's an upset brewing, I think it might be that one.
2: I joined some casts uh, earlier this year in the spring.
0: Yes, you did. That's a fact.
2: From the beginning, I was like, I love reading. We got it good. It's just it's just working. It's just synergies there. It is. I was doing all this research, getting all ready for the preview stuff. The you only were. one I said this might be where we what we uh disagree on is because I believe that Flomo in this game could – I got them in five. I'll be up to I got them in five. It's a hot take. And I know it
0: is. Five? and five. I got them in five. Oh, I, I, thought you, I, thought, I thought you said you had them five in, in, in the conference right now. No, no,
2: no, no. I got them in a hot I, the, the hot take that I have is that this might be the upset, the early upset of the season. Where I could see. Where Flomo takes off and the fact that I'm hearing you say that you even saw it before I mentioned it just lets me like more reassurance that this definitely
0: that definitely means Ave Maria is about to sweep them yeah
2: Yeah. honestly that I mean that that we both double down it probably means but no yeah I think that is the game that I'm looking at that I think Flomo that you said they had it figured out by then I think Caroline Souza has a strong performance uh, offensively speaking that game and just I think between the it's a little bit of a toss-up, but I'm going to go Flomo. I think that's going to be my first official hot take, if you want to call it that, of this volleyball season that Flomo goes into Abbey Maria and, and takes him in five.
0: Yeah, I talked with Caroline um, after the game a little bit um, last week. Very very kind, um, big fan uh, of Suncast. Uh Awesome, uh, awesome stuff there. Um, yeah, dude, I, I, I think she I, – yeah, I really think with Florida Memorial – what I saw against Weber was a team that looked like it was playing a third game of the year. Duh, but like it, it's yeah. like okay, it's still there. They still have all the pieces. They're going to be good, and it, we're seeing the worst of them. Or I saw the worst of them a week ago. Don't think that's the team we're gonna see tonight. Definitely don't think it's the team we see by the third Sun Conference game of the year. Wrapping it up, we have. Um, yeah, I think it uh, could, could be the biggest matchup, and could be another upset possibly in Lakeland, Florida, Southeastern. Who knows what they're thinking after pl- playing Weber? Whatever goes down tonight against the Saint Thomas Bobcats, and also road tests for Saint Thomas. They're gonna have to get up and go real er- early. Um, Weber ha- had to get do that good old wake up at 4:30 and go travel down. Uh, now that Saint Thomas will have to do it traveling to Lakeland on Saturday.
2: That. I think is gonna be the first real like wow, what a game. Like a, a classic that just goes the distance. It's going five sets. I I just find it hard to believe either one of these teams can will finish in four. Like I just find it very hard to believe whether it's Southeastern who has two and co and St. Thomas is trying to force a fifth one or vice versa. I do have St. Thomas. Uh they are 10 and five at the furnace. It's not easy to, to win there, it's just not. Well, St. Thomas is seven and three in their last ten against Southeastern, including last year's conference tournament matchup that went the distance. It's a pick poison. It really is. Like if you want to, if you want to tell me, being a St. Thomas fan, being a St. Thomas student, that Southeastern could win, I'm not gonna say that you're wrong. I just give the edge to continuity. I think that Allende, Graci, McAskal, those players have been doing so well at allowing freshman setter, Peyton Berkey. The freshman outside hitter, Alexander Bruno, among others, to just seamlessly fit in. The offense continues as if they've been playing for years together. And so that's why I give the edge to St. Thomas. Yeah. But I just – it is going to be a tough one, and I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm going to be watching that game from start to finish, no matter where I'm at, even if I just got to listen to it. I'm watching that game.
0: Look, eventually St. Thomas will lose a Sun Conference matchup. I don't know if I'll be able to pick it in time. I don't think it's this weekend. Um, I think cats and four. However, if it goes five, or even if Southeastern wins, I think that is your. Now, obviously, it depends what happens tonight because it would spoil it a little bit if Southeastern lost tonight and beat Saint Thomas, and it's like, okay, we're all in. Just uh, we don't know really what's going on. We're we're all the, we're all However, all Southeastern goes in and beats Weber's on the road. Road, not exactly a long journey, forty-five minutes. 55 with the slow bus driver. Red lights. However, though, they take everybody's against Weber. And then they beat St. Thomas. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. This conference. That
1: fire's
2: looking a little bit brighter. That fire's this looking con- a little bit more hot.
0: Yeah, this conference it, it just got really interesting. Um, Manny, let's go ahead and do, do a quick power rankings after one week in conference play. Take me through from the bottom to the top.
2: The bottom, unfortunately, I do have the Warner Royals. I just think it's it's tough. Um they're in that year where it's a little bit of a development year and some of these teams are taking advantage of that, sadly. But you just
0: have you have too many teams in the conference right now that we're about to get into that are running out with five, six seniors and those, that are playing together forever. It, it, it is tough. So yeah.
2: After that, after Warner, even now. I'm, I'm very torn. I'm very torn because I think the middle of the pack is the hardest to really digest because someone's got to be. Oh, it's a cluster. It's got oh, to be. I'm I thinking right now it's between, again, no order. I'll, we'll order in a second. I think Weber, Flomo, Coastal, and Ave are in that middle pack where, depending on the week they have, they'll start moving up or down. Yeah. Right now, after what I've seen, I'm going to give. I'm going to say, I'm going to give Weber that bottom of the 4 I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I got to. I got to. Because what Coastal showed me, if they're hitting their A game, it just seems very, very impressive. Above them, I'm going to go flomo just because what you said. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt that they're only playing three games. They still have the reigning player of the year. And even you said it yourself, it's there. Can they find it? It's a different story, and again, that patience will run thin. You know, even though there are only three games, and I'm giving the benefit of the doubt after week two and week three, that kind of that ex- not even excuse, but that reasoning just kind of goes away because we're, we're in it. We're we're in the thick of it now. Yeah. And then I got Ave right after uh, above Flomo. Like I we mentioned, they're young, but they seem hungry. They seem like they're gonna start getting these things together if they can get one of these wins. Even if it's against Flomo, if they can come, they competed very well in their previous games. I like them in that middle, in that top of the middle. After that, we've got St. Thomas, Kaiser, and Southeastern. And that is the order I'm going to go with in one, two, three. If Southeastern is able to win against Weber and they beat St. Thomas, do they make the jump from three to one? I don't think so because you can't over – you can't jump over that. Kaiser. You can't Too jump over that. It.
0: Too early for that.
2: But they will – that gap, this, which is small to begin with, it becomes closer. And that first Kaiser-Southeastern matchup that they have, I don't know what time it is. I don't have it right in front of me. But that first matchup they have, I will be looking at it even more closely.
0: Well, I imagine if it's on a Saturday, it'll be – I'm sorry, be- what – what matchup do you say again? I'm sorry. Uh,
2: Kaiser Southeastern, that first one.
0: Uh I can f- yeah, I have Kaiser's schedule put up right here. Just give me one sec. It is versus Southeastern September 30th. So next Saturday.
2: Saturday. In so, West
0: Palm Beach at two o'clock. If St. Thomas beats or excuse me, if Southeastern beats St. Thomas, that could, be, that could be that could be a drive you might want to make.
2: I on the on the 30th. Yeah. 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 I might have to make that drive. I might have to make that drive. And then I gotta come back for uh I believe men's soccer for us against against Kaiser. Funny enough that that night at all Holy seven. your
0: men's soccer team. Oh <laughs> my gosh. We had a good Wednesday morning. <laughs> oh my goodness. They are good. They are good at the football. And that's actually <laughs> we had uh, a,
2: good, we had a good little little time for men's soccer. Yeah. But but No, yeah. If Southeastern has a chance, I think that might be the first team this year or this season, this early part of the conference, to be able to kind of make a little bit of a statement, beat Weber, beat the Bobcats, and then in a week time, basically, you have Kaiser. It's lined up for them to be like, yo, this fire is burning, and it's burning nice and bright. Kaiser, two, and then St. Thomas, number one, those you can flip-flop. I think that they are very even. I still have them being my... Uh, when it's all said and done we're one of those two teams will probably be the conference champions you can flip-flop those you can flip-flop those if you want but i think it's self-explanatory they both have the numbers they both have the players it, it's the coaching stuff, all of it it's just there that is a matchup that everybody Whatever that first one i'm making a drive to that too i don't know where i don't know when i don't care i'm making the drive i'm figuring it out reagan i'm going to call I'm gonna Uber you down. We're gonna finally meet in person, and we're gonna watch that game together, and we're gonna have a great. Iser
0: plays St. Thomas that Wednesday, October fourth. So
2: fine. No, 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 no. Listen, I'll call your professor. I'll call your professors, and we'll talk about
1: it. We'll
0: oh, oh, you don't know the beautiful thing about the beautiful thing about Weber. We don't have class on Wednesdays. I love it. It's a. Mess. Oh, you're it's good. We're good. We're now, now, if you want to talk, call coach Pooch and be like, "Hey, I need to out of here. That's going to be that that'll be an no, interesting no, conversation.
2: Who are you? And get, I need you to get off my phone right now." And I'm like, "You know what, coach, listen. I'm sorry. I tried, it didn't I'll work."
0: I'll definitely be watch, watching that. I know Weber's on the road that Wednesday, like 99% sure. Either way, um. Also, don't know what's going on with that gym floor. Also, no comment. I don't want to speculate. And then, ooh, at Saturday at two. Uh, no, won't even be able to watch that. All right, n- n- never mind. Anything on Saturday is a no go. Obviously, at two o'clock. We we'll playing. We we'll playing then. But um, speaking of Bruce, uh, all right.
2: I believe we uh we are matching up not this Saturday but next Saturday, right? At Weber.
0: Yes. 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 Yes
2: i will be watching. No pressure, but I'll be, watch, be watching. Nah. I'll
0: be watching. No pressure. <laughs> It'll be a good game. We're uh, we're 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 going, we're gonna have a good time. We're uh, I think so. But as always, I'll let Josh talk on that one. But um, yeah, that's that's gonna that's gonna be be a that's gonna be a fun first conference game uh, for us both. We're both in a bye week. But Manny, you got anything else before we kick it over?
2: Volleyball's fun if you haven't really watched. I love watched,
0: it. I, sure. love it. I, I I've said it once. I've said it a, a hundred times at this point. Baseball, softball, my baby. I, I love it. Broadcasting that—that's my bread and butter. Whatever, you give me no sport to do. I'm doing. I, I'm doing volleyball. I'm. I am broadcasting a volleyball game. It is fun. It's fast paced. It's electric. I don't know. I don't know what it's like. Now, at the Fernandez or the Fernandez Center, Fernandez
2: Family Center. Yes.
0: Yeah. But the Saba. Oh, Saba is electric for some Weber volleyball. It's a blackout tonight against Southeastern. I can't wait. I do have to go get go start, uh get getting ready uh, for that one. But if there's any, anything else, just let me know. Nah, I'm ready to volleyball go. Volleyball's fun. I mean, that's a great way to volleyball, volleyball, volleyball is fun.
2: Volleyball is fun. That's going to be our <hear>. next merch. That's <laughs> going to be the next merch. Volleyball is fun.
0: Volleyball is fun. Simple dealer. Uh, all right. Um, right, I'll tell you what else is fun, and we talked about just a second ago, St. Thomas's men's soccer team, and that's who we're going to be talking to. We're going to be talking to Mr. Mark Osaga, number seven for the Bobcats. everybody, take a listen. Okay, we welcome on a very special guest. It is Mark Osaga of the number three-ranked team in the nation, the St. Thomas Bobcats. Mark, how are we doing, Bubba?
3: All good, man. Appreciate you for having me. It's good to be here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's a good time to be a Bobcat. A lot of teams right now are having great starts to their year, but perhaps none more than the men's soccer team. I mean, 5-0-1 results uh, against number four team in the country. Got a win over uh, Lindsey Wilson. Number 16 team in the country, Florida National. You know, th- This quick start, we've seen some other teams, they struggle a little bit with the, the quicker start uh, getting into conference play. Y'all went out, played some elite competition early on, including that Lindsey Wilson squad that knocked you out of the uh, championship round last year. Can you just talk a little bit about this quick start y'all been on, including also two very impressive Sun Conference wins, both 2-0 over Weber and Southeastern?
3: Uh, well, honestly, you know, uh, start, starting from day one, you know, the mentality was kind of, you know, we knew that we lost a lot of uh, senior players from, from our squad last year. So I think a lot of people thought that this would kind of be like a drop off season, but you know we've got we've got you know some talented recruits in, and uh, me along with you know the rest of the other returners, we made it almost like a mission for ourselves just to to try and align the the you know the new new players, uh, just align our mentalities as as quick as we can, and you know straight from day one we saw that first of all you know talent wise you know, they can, they can play with us on the field. And then, you know, we just started building good chemistry and, and I think we're looking good this year. honestly.
0: You mentioned that, uh, that good chemistry, someone that uh, when I see St. Thomas soccer play and a guy that I think pairs well w- with you and your style is uh, Guido in, in the midfield, that connection that y'all have had playing over the last couple of years in Miami Gardens. So you talk about uh, that connection that, that y'all have uh, on the pitch?
3: Um, yeah, me and Guido, you know, we definitely have a good connection on the pitch. He knows, he knows how to find me. He knows, you know, the way I want the ball. And, you know, same with me towards him. You know, I know which positions, you know, he wants to have the ball. I know which positions that he'll start to look for me. So, you know, we have a good understanding and I'm hoping it's only going to get better. time.
0: Yeah, you, you mentioned uh, earlier also, y'all kind of ha- had a little bit of a chip on your shoulder, it sounded sound like. You lost a lot of players, um, the uh, one and done in Alabama. A couple people uh, may, may have thought, okay, that was St. Thomas's shot, and uh, now you're going to have your Kaiser, your Southeastern, uh, come, come right back up, and that, that's not that's not been the case. We can talk a little bit uh, m- more about that, but I uh, know you have a big pers- personality uh, also uh, around St. Saint- St Thomas and you, you do a, a lot of other stuff outside uh, of soccer can you just t- tell us a little bit about what you do as far as keeping your mental uh right because look I, I I'm a student athlete too we just talked about about a second ago mm-hmm. um we know the grind well, what do you do to k- kind of take your mind off of soccer and you know, c- continue um the to be the person that you are off the pitch uh well honestly
3: I like you know I like relaxing a lot I like just you know being to myself listening to music, obviously bringing with friends and family also like, you know, I like just kind of disconnecting myself, almost treating myself like I'm not a soccer player at times. And I think, I think it does a lot for me, you know, on the pitch when I, when I go back to, you know, what I'm really working on my craft and I like, you know, I like doing yoga. I like, um, uh, uh, I mean, I also do a bit of modeling too on the side. Really? And yeah.
0: Look really at you. Got, you got a good face structure, you got a good good, 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 symmetrical face. My crooked nose, I, I, it, 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 that's not, not, not the KKs for me. how did you get into modeling?
3: Um, it's kind of, uh, just something that kind of has stuck with me since, since my younger days. I would say starting from, from maybe like high school, I've always just, you know, I, I'm someone that just likes to participate. You know, I have a lot of different interests. So, you know, modeling has always been something that interests me. At just as an athlete so you know I, I kind of took a step in and wherever opportunity arises you know i'm ready to step forward for it
0: what's something that you've done recently
3: uh recently i actually worked with with the school this was uh maybe a month or two ago i worked with the school it was for uh, for an earth day drive so we exactly. did um a project at the beach Kind of uh, promoting to to clean up the oceans. So we had you know like different shoots, different sets, and it was kind of like you know me holding up different uh, different signs and just you know just improving awareness on the situation.
0: That's pretty cool that St. Thomas does. I mean, obviously, uh, down uh, near South Beach, Miami, uh, a very coastal uh, town, no, no doubt. Uh, how that uh, kind of come about at, at St. Thomas with uh, that that event, uh, with doing the, the Earth Day and going out? How did, how did that kind of form? Do you know much about that?
3: Um, I don't know too much about it, but I do know that, you know, especially living in Miami, I know that, you know, fashion, I mean, we have our own fashion week here. I know that fashion modeling you know just the arts in general this is a place that you know it thrives so i know there's a lot of opportunity with that also so you know i want to get be, my hands anywhere i can
0: might have to get with you Hel- help me pick out some like broadcasting outfits and maybe some, some, some <laughs> do, like suncast drip something like that uh, for sure i'm ready i'm ready Tell you this. <laughs> Yeah, I saw I saw you uh, I I was in I had the polo, a little bell, you know, I had a little (laughs) little something something on a little little something on uh for uh yeah for uh for the just fell behind me. Sorry about that. But, uh, uh the volleyball game, uh, but you know, Co- coach Felix, uh, y- your coach at, at St. Thomas, man, he, he's been there for us uh, since 2006. He's really built a great program. Could you maybe just talk about the culture and like what he's done uh, for you in that program? And why do you think he's been so successful, uh, in Miami gardens?
3: Um, Felix, you know, he's, uh, he's definitely a unique person. You know, I've, <laughs> yeah. I've never met, I've had a lot of coaches, a lot of coaches that I respect, and you know Felix is definitely definitely up there like i it's hard to explain sometimes cuz he's like, like he's a crazy person there's, there's really no other way to say it but he's crazy in a good way crazy crazy in a way that you know he makes you want to be at your best every single day he he builds good competition in our in our training in our training environment i think you know having a proper training environment is is key to to doing anything well you know if you If you go over the right stuff day to day, he he puts it in a way that, you know, on match day, it's kind of just, you know, there's not too much really to talk about. We've been going going through it the whole week in training. We know what to expect. And I think, you know, that's that's one of the best things you can have as a player moving forward.
0: You said the proper training uh, environment is something that that makes him such a good manager uh, of the team. Could you maybe give an example of what you mean by that?
3: Um, so I'll just say maybe, like, just kind of preparation in terms of week week by week uh, making us, you know, he makes us work hard, obviously. But as a soccer player, let's say there are coaches that will make you run three miles without touching the ball. And then there are, there are coaches that will include the ball and can have you doing the same sort of fitness, you know, while you're enjoying yourself and, you know, while you're building team chemistry and those type of things. So I think, you know, the preseason that we had, the teams that he selected in our preseason i think that's been a key component to uh, to our success uh, i think that that lindsay wilson game that was that was definitely a chip on our shoulders you know coming coming from the team we just had you know experiencing a result like that i think nobody will nobody from that team will forget that result and for us to start this early preseason you know facing them at our home field and and beating them the way we did You know, it's definitely a good fielding, and I think we've all built from from that result alone.
0: It is good. Also, you get to see uh, up there on the big jumbotron, y'all, y'all have now uh, with the result. uh, Obviously, that that was a a great win. That was, you know, at the beginning of the year, it it was kind of okay. Kaiser, Saint Thomas, who is going to be uh, the the that team? Obviously, Kaiser still got. Plenty of uh, t- to say, um, despite dropping a, a, a couple couple of points here or there, but still that three one win against Lindsey Wilson, um, and then coming right back and play a good Missouri Baptist uh, team and get, get a result was huge for y'all early on. Y'all jumped right into uh, conference play, um, out, out scoring. You. Outscoring opponents, uh, nine 0 but you face a new uh foe, or should say, a pretty familiar foe, uh, this Saturday in Florida Memorial. Uh, obviously, uh, not a very long track, about a 15 minute drive to go play Florida Memorial yeah. is a little bit different of a, a lion's side from what uh, has been seen in years past. New coach, a new philosophy in that team. What could we expect in the matchup between y'all and Florida Memorial on Saturday?
3: Um, honestly, I think it's going to be a good game. You know, we just uh, we just came from playing a, a tough southeastern team, and honestly, as the southeastern team is looking, you know, one of the strongest I've seen while I've while I've been here at Saint Thomas. And oh. I think uh, I think I think we're kind of expecting the same with Florida Memorial. Um, even last year, they they had quite a, a strong side. We we drew with them one one. I remember uh, I scored. I scored the first goal. And they actually scored an equalizer with like 20 seconds left on the clock. Wow! So I remember it was it was a crazy game last year, and I expect a crazy game this year as well.
0: Yeah, always a good robbery, whatever the the sport is, uh, in the battle for Miami Gardens. But uh, the game yesterday, yeah. uh, or, or Wednesday. This episode comes out on Friday, but that, anyways, that game on Wednesday uh, against Southeastern. Uh, obviously, that that was an incredible game in the conference tournament. Uh, last year, went to penalty kicks uh, where y'all came out on, on top. Um, I was not able to watch that game. I was on the call for uh, Weber Southeastern volleyball. Uh, could you d- just talk a little bit uh, um, about that game uh, and a little bit about uh, Southeastern and what they did strong? You said that that was the best, one of the best versions of the fire you've seen in your time at Saint Thomas. Mm-hmm.
3: So I would say, um, you know, they definitely, they didn't definitely came out with intent. They came out with aggression and uh, one thing i've also i've also realized from our time here is uh it's almost like the the better ranking we get you know th- right now we've just got the highest ranking we've ever had in st thomas history we just got ranked uh, third in the nation yep. in the last poll and i think as the as your ranking continues to go higher you realize that teams start to play you with a different approach it's almost like we expect every game to be a final now like when, obviously, if you look, if you look at it from outside in, if you're going to go play the third best team in the nation, of course, you know, you're going to have a good week of preparation. You're going to, you know, you're going to go in ready, ready to go to war. So now the are our, our new, you know, a new dynamic that we have to face is, is, you know, getting ready to play teams that are ready to go to war, that are ready to outwork us, you know, that are, that, you know, are ready for the, for the game. So it's it's different.
0: Yeah, it is every like you said. I mean, the uh, the new ranking highest uh, y'all y'all have been in program history. I di- I didn't know that. I, I wasn't sure if there w- was a time where y'all had that two or one spot. I mean, that's a, a incredible accompl- accomplishment, a, a storied uh, program uh, down at Saint Thomas, and for y'all to uh, have that ranking. But I'm sure it's one of those. Okay, it's that's cool. We have that ranking, but obviously still a long way to go, right?
3: Yeah, but now what are you going to do with that ranking? Then? So you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But and in, in this new Sun Conference uh, schedule, something I've been at, I, I like to ask the soc- uh, I've asked, uh, coaches, you're the first soccer player that, that I've asked this question to on air. With, with this new Sun Conference format where you now have to, a little bit more of a traditional league style where you're going to play one, uh, a team away and play, play a team at home, do you think that's advantageous uh, for, for y'all or do you think it just adds more uh, of a challenge that y'all now have to overcome?
3: I think you can I think it goes a little bit of both ways because you can call it an advantage you know maybe when we're home mm-hmm. but every team is is going through the same experiences so it's just you know maybe new form of adversity that we have to fight through and you know just be aware of that it's it's going to be a different game you know with home and away advantages
0: yeah, anytime you get to have a team come down to beautiful Miami Gardens, it's obvious obviously a good advantage uh for y'all. Uh only time I've been to St. Thomas was last year. Uh when we played there, uh we didn't exactly uh Get the result that well, we, we, we were looking for uh, down there uh, when we played in football. But it, it is a great campus, always a great atmosphere from what I hear from uh, Manny and, and the other a- athletes uh, at at St. Thomas. Can you just tell me a little bit uh, about uh, you know what, what it means to you, like being a Bobcat? You mentioned you're involved with the school. You got to do the photo shoot earlier. What is it about St. Thomas that, that makes it special to you?
3: Um, I mean, honestly this is this is a place I consider home now. you know, obviously, I spend a lot of time here on campus. It's um I mean it's it's Miami. I think a lot of people want to be in Miami and just the people around uh, you know, the community around here is a is a loving warming community and it's definitely a great place to be.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, something I hear is just the family um, aspect of everybody going, supporting um, other teams, you know, with other teams on campus, uh, uh, also, uh, ha- having really good results, obviously, your volleyball team's has uh, d- done incredible things. Your football team has been uh, great over the last couple of years. Your women's, soccer te- your women's soccer team and your volleyball team, and I went on this rant uh, when I recorded yesterday with Manny, so I'm not going to get too much into it. Both of those teams should have a number next to their name instead of an RV next to their name. It'll happen eventually. It is what it is. What's it been like over the, these last few years at St. Thomas? Really seeing not just the men's soccer team reach this new new high and being the third-ranked team in the country and hopefully add a red banner to the Fernandez Family Center, but seeing everybody else and the other uh, sports on the team. Obviously, baseball's been great there. Softball starting to build up. What's it been like for you seeing the other uh, teams all on campus continue to progress as well?
3: I mean, it's obviously you know it's 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 good to see. Honestly, um, you can you can see it, you can feel it. There's just a lot of expansion going on. Uh, recently, I I said this to one of my teammates that you know this St. Thomas now it almost doesn't. It feels like a completely different school than than when I started, and you know that just goes to show all the progress that's been made. You know during that time.
0: Like um, okay, what I think what, it's just. Like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but like in in what ways uh, do you find it different from when you uh, arrived there a few years ago? Um, I mean,
3: we we got a new president and I think, I
0: think that new president, he's
3: taken a different approach on on things. He's, uh, I think he's focused heavily on athletics. So, you know, just kind of upgrading, you know, we got a new gym. We've gotten like maybe new gear, new apparel, just, just, you know, tiny little things that that they, at, at the end of the day, they still do make a difference, and we're starting to see that difference. I think every every team, the teams that weren't doing so well before, they're starting to get recognition, and I think everything is just going to continue to be on the way up.
0: I haven't met President uh, Ar- Armstrong, correct? Yeah,
3: President Armstrong.
0: I haven't met him yet, but he is a must-follow on Twitter. I, I, w- I will say that. He, he is active on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've definitely
3: himself. heard – Definitely heard about
0: you know his Twitter antics. So, <laughs> well, I remember yeah. last year, um, uh, there's something with, with, um, that w- we've talked about with that with the football team, uh, not getting an at large bid. That was that was a good time to be f- following uh, stu Press, uh <laughs> on, on Twitter, yeah,
3: definitely,
0: yeah. But uh, you know, Mark, uh, this is your uh, last year, correct? Uh, yeah, finally. yeah, final it, yeah right, right there with you, brother. Uh, but with, with, with this, with, with this being get. It what's next for you? You gonna stay in the game or are you looking uh to go on elsewhere? Um, you know,
3: i obviously God willing. I'm you know, I'm trying to stay in the game, wanna keep playing, keep doing what I love. But uh, but let's see, let's see where the road takes us, honestly.
0: Absolutely, man. I'll tell you something that, something that 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 uh, I didn't even I didn't have uh written down, but I just thought about. When I was younger, uh, I watched much more soccer uh, w- w- when I played. And obviously, uh, obviously the team, team I watched in the the mid 2010s was the Barcelona team, the Real Madrid team, uh and Messi. I mean Messi's my my favorite player. Have you had a chance to go check out an Inter Miami game yet?
3: I have not, which is which is actually crazy. It's ridiculous that I haven't, but you know, ticket prices are crazy right now.
0: Yeah, I bet. maybe not maybe <laughs> yeah, exactly. not quite for the college budget. I I understand. Yeah,
3: exactly. Saying. Ticket prices are crazy right now. Maybe a little further down the line when I is have there, time. I definitely got to go see him play.
0: Is there a buzz down there uh, once that he announced he, he was joined the club was there a little bit more of a buzz around the city down there?
3: Yeah, 100%. And you know, everybody everybody could see it, everybody could feel it. All of a sudden, you start seeing you know messy posters in every corner. You just see the whole the whole soccer vibe in general. You know Miami never was really never known for, for soccer. Yeah. Um, compared to other sports like you know Heat, maybe even the Marlins, the Dolphins, but now right now, Inter Miami is definitely making a name for themselves, and all eyes are all, all over them. At the moment.
0: All right, so so I gotta ask this now: Messi or Ronaldo? No Ronaldo for sure though. <laughs> no, at the end this one. I,
3: yeah, I'm number seven, man. What do you expect? Oh, that's true. That, that yeah, is number true. seven. Oh, man, I mean,
0: even after the World Cup,
3: even after the World Cup, I oh, mean, man. I I give Messi his respect, but I'm I'm still a Ronaldo guy personally.
0: I I obviously it it only happened a, a couple years ago, but I say that game. Other than like, uh, you know, my my Georgia Bulldogs or Atlanta Braves w- winning the championship, w- which was awesome. Atlanta United uh, winning in 2018. That was a static of uh, b- being in Georgia uh, d- during that time. But I say that game between Argentina and France is the greatest sporting event that, I, that I've watched. Just as I mean, I was going for Messi, but as an objective viewer, I'd say that was one of the best games I, I've ever watched in my life.
3: Yeah, definitely. It was, you know, I, I don't I think... People, I think, will struggle to see another another final, another just another match as intense as that one.
0: Well, I mean, the, the game itself, the game alone, take away the, the, the stories behind it and everything. With, I mean, Messi wins this game. It, you you don't say this, but a lot of the world will say the same thing that he's the go. Uh, Mbappe, if, if especially what he did, if they end up uh, winning that game, it's starts to become look what he's done at such a young age. He could. He could do it. And I mean, not only that, I mean, uh, guys like Angel Di Maria, uh, uh older guy for uh, for, for Argentina, see, seeing that and it was because I, I remember um you know 2014 was tough uh, against Germany, but it's like okay, they got they got one more fast forward four years and in Russia they get eliminated. I'm like, well, that's it. I mean you in know man, and that but to see that happening and, and uh uh, uh, Qatar th- this summer w- w- was incredible now how, how big do you think it is though um here in just a few short years uh yeah 20 2026 yeah 2026 um we have the joint World Cup uh Mexico with Mexico and Canada but a majority of the sites for the men's World Cup being in the United States how big do you think that is as far as growing the game uh h- here in the states
3: I think you know I think that's that's the game changer right there honestly I think over the past 10 years, you can already see, uh, you can already see the difference that soccer has, has had. Like, you know, it's just been on an upward curve. I think even internationally now and across, you know, top five leagues in Europe, you are seeing a lot more Americans break through and, and, you know, hold solid, solid places for, for quality teams. And I, and that was, that's really something that you never saw. I mean, even before the last 10 years, you know, it's kind of like a, uh, kind of like once in a blue moon type of thing, but it's becoming more consistent now. I think World Cup is only going to push that level even higher.
0: Yeah, I hope so. You know, uh, another thing uh, with with Messi, I'm big – I like going to Universal. I mean, it's 45 minutes from – uh, my, my apartment like like to go uh w- with my friends to get got the past I mean that, that, that's the thing to Miami a little bit more to do Central Florida is like all right, we, we're gonna go to we're, we're gonna do the uh, universal uh thing er- S- since I got back from uh New York I spent the summer up in New York since I got back every time I've gone I've seen no less than three or four messy jerseys enter Miami messy jerseys I mean it just shows like what w- I mean it just it, it, insane I mean like one one guy comes and it's boom like that yeah uh, exactly
3: just like that it's crazy
0: so I gotta assume you were Real Madrid yeah of course
3: definitely
0: it's a good win yesterday I, I I caught the I caught the 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 highlights of a good a good win in Champions League uh uh last last minute goal from uh oh gosh who scored who scored in the 94th yesterday um, I can't remember now oh
3: um bellingham bellingham
0: there we go there yeah, we go yeah. i used to not i used to be able to rattle it off like that now i, I just I don't, <laughs> have, I don't have time i don't have time to watch as much as, as much soccer but i remember in another games that we're bringing up uh, uh great games remember now i can't remember the year i think 2018 no 2018 maybe 2019 el clasico 3-2 92nd minute Sergio Roberto brings it up and then Alpha <laughs> and Messi. That right. Yeah, there. That's, does that does, does Messi holding up the shirt? Have you ever thought yeah, about exactly. that, that celebration?
3: No, that, that celebration is different. You know, that's is that's that's cold, honestly. That that's so cold. Especially yeah. for that moment. It takes a moment as big as that for you to pull off a celebration like that without, you know, receiving any backlash, at least.
0: Yeah, he got a yellow, but but I mean in that in that moment, it's like
3: yeah, exactly. I'm, it's cool, like I'm you telling. just got yeah, you got to respect it. <laughs> yeah,
0: what's uh? Do you have a go-to Sally? Um,
3: honestly, I have a, I have a I think I have a couple of go-to celebrations. Um, one that everybody knows is is the M, of course. Okay, for Mark, that one always goes up uh, every time I score, and then uh, and also the drug bar one. I don't know. if. If you know Drug from the Champions League finals, yeah, yeah, yeah that celebration—that's another, another
0: one of mine. Yeah, Drug but not—he uh, was not the biggest, always the biggest fans of Barcelona in the in the Champions League, and for <laughs> yeah. fair reasons at or two, for <laughs> yeah. fair reasons. Uh, yeah, with him, him at Chelsea uh, back of that, I remember as a very young kid. I remember, I, I don't remember that game specifically, but I remember uh, just around that moment, I was just like. Yeah, sometimes better be l- lucky, eh, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, but, Mark, uh, this has been great. I uh, r- really appreciate you uh, having you on. If there's anything else uh, you, you w- want to talk about, anything, man, Mike's all yours, brother.
3: No, um, we covered a lot, honestly. You know, I appreciate you for having me once again. Sure. And I hope we can do this again.
0: Hey, absolutely! Hey, anytime You just let me know if you want to come on um a- after a game, whatever. Even if it's for a quick five, ten minutes, or no- another full interview, you just let me know. I I really, I genuinely enjoyed this. Yeah, I mean, you're a great guy. We got to wish we'd have got to talk a little bit more um with the uh, after y'all played Weber, but like I, said, I had to get uh through the vo- to the volleyball game. Um, when do y'all when do y'all play Warner? Try to pull y'all. play Warner. I think y'all, play, y'all y'all already played them in Lake Wells, correct? No, when we play, play them, them Miami. Here. You play them at home. That's yeah, where, that's so where. next we we play at their place. Okay. Uh I think I don't know, somewhere in October. Oh, I got to put up here. All right. Uh October 21st. All right. Um I don't know what our I don't know. I, I probably shouldn't know who who we're playing October 21st. I don't know who we play football was um then, but if we don't ha- have anything if we got a home game, uh, I'll, try, I'll go out there. We'll definitely catch up uh, uh after the game or something, but Again, Mark, I really appreciate you. And again, uh, anytime you want to come on, anything, you just let me know, boss.
3: Yes, sir, man. Appreciate you as well.
0: Yep. And appreciate all you've tuned in to an episode. We got a great weekend of Sun Conference Action. We will be right back next week.